Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, 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 hello, hello, welcome back to another episode. Welcome, welcome back. But before we do anything, as always, we're going to listen to that band. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love it, I love it. Oh, I love that theme music. It's so wonderful, so great. It dance my toes tapping. I hope it does the same for you. This week, our band is Tea and Biscuits. Just simply tea and biscuits. Why? Well, because those go together. Just like green eggs and ham and Abraham and Lincoln. It's just the way things are. And I'll have to tell you, they get better every week. They do, they do. They get better every week. Ah, here we are again, sitting down, recording for me on my side, and for you, doing what you do in your life as you listen to me ramble on for another episode. (laughs) Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. This episode, well, as the title suggests, Shoes, Shoes, Clothes, Makeup, and Shoes, kind of obvious about what we're going to talk about, so we'll get to that in just a moment. We're going to have another famous woman share the best advice she's either given or received. This week, we're on number 15. Of course, we're going to do secondary topic. This week, I got a couple songs that were actually sent in by listeners, so we're going to share that this episode. And of course, what would a podcast be without listener feedback? Well, it would be a podcast without listener feedback, and that's not this podcast. This podcast, this episode specifically, we have listener feedback. And while we're at it, let's welcome the new listeners. Welcome, welcome, one and all. If this is your first episode that you've chosen to listen to, that you've selected out of the long list of, well, 70 episodes, (laughs) I'm glad you chose this one because this is your first. This episode breaks your changes in latitudes, cherry. (laughs) So welcome aboard, new listeners. This is a crazy sleigh ride, uh, ramble on ride of a podcast that I call Stream of Consciousness. I throw together an outline of whatever topics we're going to talk about, and I just follow that and kind of go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. I never know where it's going to end up, and neither do you until you listen to it. In fact, I don't know where it's going to go until I edit it, really, but that's what the show's all about. And of course, welcome back, longtime listeners, binge listeners, if that's what you are. I, I'm so grateful to have you, as you know, as I've said, well, Almost every episode, pretty much every episode. I'd say three quarters of the episodes. I've definitely mentioned that. You know I love you all. And this episode, I'm going to give a big hello to all the (laughs) out-of-towners, out-of-staters, we'll call it. Uh, Anybody that's listening that's not in the United States. I was doing some reviewing of the stats over this last few weeks, and I noticed that I have got a huge handful of listeners in Canada. So welcome, Canada. Well, not welcome. Thank you, Canada, for listening. It's wonderful to know that you're there. Thank you so much. And surprisingly, I've got about the same amount in in each of these two that I'm about to say in Europe and Australia. I wish I could be a little more specific with Europe, but the algorithm counter thing that I use only shows all of Europe, so I can't be more specific. So thank you, Europe, for listening. Thank you, Australia, for listening way down under there. I hope you're, you know, it's kind of weird to think that our, our well, not our lives, but uh, our seasons are totally reversed. Here we are in the cold winter. We just finished Christmas, you know, about a month and change ago now. Or, well, no, about a month ago now. And and you are celebrating your Christmas holiday or just celebrated your Christmas holiday with the 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 summer to our considered summertime sun. <laughs> to me, having Christmas with all that heat and 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 summer summer feeling to us is is just kind of bizarre. I don't know if I could handle Christmas without the cold. It's <laughs> I don't know. I mean, of course I've had it that way all my life, so you know, just as you have had it that way all your life, you know, the hot sun and the high temperatures and the beach weather for Christmas. It's just, 
kind of odd to think about and uh, well not odd odd's kind of a bad word just unique to think about that it's totally opposite as far as seasons go for us so i hope you're enjoying your your summer your your warm weather as we're here uh, we me <laughs> in in southern california where it's actually kind of colder than usual for this time of year so again thank you australia for listening thank you canada for listening thank you europe for listening there are some other places out there that i'm neglecting to mention only because the download counts that i'm seeing are not uh weekly consistent that's the only reason i'm not i'm not saying you here but i'm not leaving you out i see you there i know you're doing it i know you're listening i know you're downloading so i'm just saying hello thank you i love you all Now, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, let's briefly talk about last episode, actually the last two episodes, episode 68, uh, just a quick little something. Uh, During the secondary topic, when I talked about sports, uh, I realized, and this was actually brought to my attention from a listener, I realized I forgot to mention the uh, non-competitive sports, you know, like rock climbing and hang gliding and skateboarding and cycling. And, and I mean the cycling, not the competitive cycling, but the cycling where people say, hey, let's go on a cycle. That's not what they say. <laughs> let's go bicycling. Let's go from point A to point B, whether we have to camp out in the middle or not, and, and then just go across the state or the town or the city or whatever it is, that non-competitive sort of cycling out there. There's no competition. It doesn't matter who comes in first. And you're there supporting each other. That's what I mean by non-competitive. You know, whoever does these non-competitive sports, you're there supporting each other. He's like, hey, yeah, you did a great job. Well, yeah, you too. You did a great job as well. And so I realized I forgot to mention those types of sports. Those types of sports, absolutely, I admire because that is a true showing of the skill and the strength and the dedication it takes to do to do those types of sports and it's it's those types of sports are the ones that I could sink my teeth into you might say they're not for me it's not my type of thing well cycling maybe I, I do like to bicycle I just haven't had a bicycle in oh shit eight years I think <laughs> and uh skateboarding I you know I tried it when I was a kid and I fell down far too much and I don't like getting hurt so I gave that up real fast uh hang gliding nope not gonna be for me uh same with rock climbing because I don't like heights uh specifically unenclosed heights and I specifically have this fear of falling I don't like the thought of oh I might fall I don't like that um it's just not my thing. Uh, so, so if it's your thing, you know what? Go out there and do one for me, okay? Go out there and hang glide for me. Go out there and climb a mountain, climb a rock for me, you know? And, and let me know when, if, you, if you do that. <laughs> let me know so I can celebrate with you, however we're going to celebrate. I don't know how we would do that. <laughs> uh, briefly about last episode, number 69, the, the title, Suicide is Painless. Now, I'm going to say right now, maybe you didn't listen to it because of the title. I get it. That's cool. No worries. Uh, I'm just going to say again, the title does not reflect my thoughts. Uh, I, I went into great detail and actually shared uh, a couple songs about it. <laughs> I'm not going to say much more to encourage you to go back and listen. Uh, but the uh, I went into detail about why I titled it that way. And once you listen to it, it'll make perfect sense. I guarantee it. And please know, again, right up front here, it is a very serious subject. And I went on a lot of different things about it. And I hope you gave it a listen uh, because... It's something that I think we need to address. We as a culture and society and the world need to address more directly. I, I think it gets hidden in, in the, the hustle and bustle of, of death, really. You know, oh, how they die, suicide. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then we don't talk about it after that. And it's, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say. Well, that's because... Nobody knows what to say because the person didn't really say anything, so we don't know about it. So do what you can to dig your teeth into for more knowledge is the best way I can say that. Enough of that. Enough of that. Not going to get onto that. During the secondary topic of episode 69, uh, I hope I didn't offend any uh, writers out in the audience. Uh, And if you heard what the second topic was, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I I hope I didn't offend any writers. And and if there's anything you got to say about that, send it my way. Uh, I'll give the email address in a moment. I also hope I didn't offend anyone who 
might be their own grandfather. Huh? Again, listen to the episode so you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and lastly, about episode 69, I, I hope you enjoyed my little, uh, not a tribute, little reflection on the marvelous, the wonderful, the talented, the incredible, the late, great David Bowie. Now, you can find all past episodes, including number 69 and 68, we just briefly spoke about, at Changes in Latitudes podcast over at blogspot.com. I I house everything over there if you want to find everything. I got an Amazon affiliate link. Thank you so much for clicking through on our link and making your purchases. It really helps out. I was able to purchase a new set of earbuds for my phone, uh, the little kind that has a little microphone built into it so you can use it to talk on the phone as well. The one I was using started to die. It started to crackle a little bit more. I saw little frayed edges around by the plug-in. So I looked online and bought one for, I don't know, under 20 bucks. And because of your purchases through the Amazon affiliate link, I was able to get that entirely for free. So thank you to everyone that has used the Amazon affiliate link over at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. We also have a PayPal donate button if you choose to donate to us, uh, you know, I don't know, five, ten dollars, buy me a drink, buy me a sandwich, whatever you want to think about. Use the PayPal donate button for that. We got links to iTunes and Stitcher. If you use either one of those uh, podcatchers, do do me a favor. In fact, whatever podcatcher you use, do me a favor, do the show a favor, and rate and review. Why? It helps the show grow. It lets people know that the show is here for them to listen to. Of course, we're on Facebook because everybody's on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. The email address, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you'd like to, please follow me on Twitter at SabrinaMiller41. And while you're at it out there cruising around the internet, why don't you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. It's crowdfunding, but different, (laughs) totally different. If you're not familiar with Patreon, check it out. There's a link there so you can watch a quick little video about how Patreon works. But in a nutshell, you become a patron of the arts. You support independent artists like myself. I put out the podcast. That's an artistic endeavor because of the whole figuring out what to say and editing process and all that stuff. It's an artistic presentation. And so you could become a patron of the arts for as little as a dollar a month over at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast. This episode, number 70, is brought to you by patron Joyce B. Joyce, thank you so, so very much for being a patron and being a longtime patron of the show. I truly, truly appreciate it. And it's so nice to see your contribution every month. It's just wonderful. So thank you so, so very much. All right, I think we're done with housekeeping. Let's get out of here and move on to the main topic. Shoes, shoes, clothes, makeup, and shoes. <laughs> now, I said shoes three times because, <laughs> well, I love shoes. Female shoes, specifically. As a guy, you know, before I came out and all that, and even now when I'm being more guyish, I, I don't care about guys' shoes. Now, there are some nice-looking guys' shoes, don't get me wrong. I've had some nice floor shine shoes in the past, the, uh, the wonderful shoes, uh, and you know, when getting dressed up like in a in a rented tux or something, love the patent leather shoes. It's great. It's wonderful. But it's not like you can wear those all the time, right? I, I tennis shoes is my style. Tennis shoes has always been my style. So dress shoes, guy specifically, guy dress shoes have never really done it for me. I mean, I, they complete the look and all that. Okay, fine. But they don't do it for me. They don't. Who cares? It's not my style. Now, women's shoes. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Ever since I started wearing women's shoes, I think I've always had just a few more women's shoes than I ever had of my male shoes. And that's so true today, even. And that's because, in general, women have more shoes than men, period. That's just the way clothing styles have dictated the way that, that we dress. You know, we got to have shoes that match the, the, the outfit or whatever. It's, it, I'm probably preaching to the choir, right? 
if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, wow, um, maybe you're not in, maybe you're not into the at least American culture of having uh, just shoes to match the occasion or what have you of of wherever you're going. It's just the way that styles are. Now, I remember when I when I first tried on my first pair of women's shoes. It was a simple pump, a black pump, a two or three inch heel, nothing crazy, nothing outlandish, nothing extreme. You know, it wasn't stiletto heel or anything like that. It was just a simple pump. And it felt so good. I believe I got it from Payless or something like that. It was really inexpensive. I remember that. And I wore the shit out of it. I wore it till it basically fell off my feet. And when I say I wore it, mostly around home, because that's where I was trapped. Long-time listeners will know that story. If you're, if you're just joining us, go back to the archives. You'll hear the story probably, I don't know what, half a dozen times, folks. And I wore those shoes out. Uh, I just remember loving hearing them click on the, the, the kitchen or the bathroom floor, uh, the tile that I had. Uh, the carpet is carpet, so it doesn't really make noise. Uh, I, I just loved hearing that feeling and, and knowing that it was me causing that, that click and not just, you know, some, some lady walking by, you know, it was me. And that just, especially in the beginning, I mean, even still to today, but in the beginning was so fulfilling and so complete, helping complete me. Uh, it was just awesome because it, it, I mean, it helped me feel more feminine. It helped me feel sexy. It, uh, uh, completed whatever outfit that I had, and it was something real simple. I don't even remember because I had only simple things, probably some sort of long skirt and, uh, I don't know, some sort of mesh top or shirt top or something. I don't don't know. Too long ago to actually remember. But I do remember those shoes. And and then later, you know, I would venture out. You know, I'd walk up and down the sidewalk and near my house, <laughs> which uh, probably wasn't the safest thing to do at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> but, you know, it, for five minutes, six minutes, it was just such a wonderful freedom of expression. And, uh, as, and as I continued on, I, I ventured out and got a little bit higher heel, four, five-inch heel, whatever it was. And, and, and I've always, always loved that, that, that feeling of, of, of a heel because especially like a, you know, five inch, maybe even a six inch, six inches a little high, but that, that four to five inch, uh, range just makes my legs feel so feminine and sexy and, and is a workout for the calves. I'll say that much <laughs> if you, if you're wearing for a long time. Again, I remember walking around my home, oh geez, for hours, really sitting at the computer and, you know, getting up to get a drink or go to the bathroom or something. It was just a wonderful feeling uh, wearing them. And, and they made my, my walk different. You know, you, you have to walk different when you're in heels and, or specifically your gait changed and the way that you walk changed. And I just remember feeling, but the, the words that come to my mind are feminine and sexy. Um, whether they were sexy heels or not, I, I remember I had some, uh, simple wedges or something that were just so comfortable and uh, the, the elevated height made me feel nice. The way that I had to walk made me feel sexy. Uh, and the fact that they were women's shoes made me feel feminine. It was, it was just part of the package. And I, I've always, always have loved that feeling of wearing, even if it's just a short heel, a two inch, two inch, three, well, two inches, not so much, but the three inch heel, three to five is my comfort zone. And yeah, I've worn the six inch stilettos just because everybody should experience that at least once in their life to appreciate, to appreciate the fact that they're a bitch to walk in and the fact that you could break an ankle at almost any given moment. Uh, and and again, it falls into the the whole sexiness and the 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 feminineness and the, the way it changes your walk and all that. Uh, and I'm talking specifically the six inch you know spike heels. Those are pretty pretty intense heels to walk in. And I don't think anybody should wear ha- wear them on a regular basis. I mean, I've seen women that do, and I just wonder, wow, that's just crazy. One because it's not good for your back. It's not good for your legs. Uh, I mean, there's so many studies out there show that it's not good to wear heels consistently. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying go out and do that, but I'm saying there's a shoe for every occasion. 
suit the shoe to the occasion and, and your attire. And I just, I love the way that they make me feel. So that's why shoes is in the title three different times. <laughs> Next is clothes. Clothes. Well, psh, shit. Do I even need to go into that? I, I, I've gone into it so many times in the past as far as uh, beginning, my beginning cross-dressing times. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it, it's, okay, this is going to sound cliche. Clothes make the person. Or in this case, clothes make the woman. Part of the, the exploring of my gender identity was cross-dressing, what was labeled cross-dressing, wearing feminine clothes, because I was raised as a boy, raised as a man, so wearing female clothes was, is considered cross-dressing. And I don't necessarily feel that way now, I don't consider it cross-dressing now, because it's just part of me and my expression, but I've always have loved the way that the clothes feel on me, like the, the way that f- women's jeans are different than guys' jeans. Uh, the way that women's t-shirts are different than guys' t-shirts, the, the shorter sleeves or, or the three-quarter sleeves as an option, because guys don't get a lot of three-quarter sleeves on their t-shirts, the, the low-cut neck, which is a lot lower and a different shape than a guy's t-shirt. I love that. I love the way that it, it just hangs on my body. It makes me feel good. It, and you should feel good in the clothes you wear, because... That feeling good is going to radiate out and show the world that you're feeling good about yourself, whatever that is. If it happens to be clothing designed for the opposite gender of your birth, then so be it. Who cares? Biggest thing is suit the clothing to the occasion. You know, I'm not saying wear that, you know, tight dress, low-cut dress to to some, you know, major function. You know, like uh like church, right? Or 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 some sort of graduation or ceremony of some sort like that. You know, you're not gonna wear it to a wedding or or a funeral. I mean, yeah, you, you can, but people are gonna you're gonna look out of place and people are gonna you know, make comments under their breath. They're going to think certain things. And if, I mean, if you really don't care, fine. But there's, there has to be a certain line of, 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 of respect to, to the venue. You know, I mean, yeah, you could wear, let's just say, you know, the hooker dress, the low cut hooker dress, the short, the short uh, uh, dress, you know, so the legs are showing and the cleavage is showing and the arms are showing and all that. You could wear that to a wedding. You could wear that to a funeral. You could wear that to a, to a graduation, but you're going to look out of place and you're going to cause attention. And more importantly, you're going to be disrespecting whatever the event is. If it's a funeral, you're going to be disrespecting the family that's there for their loved one. If it's a wedding, you're going to be disrespecting the people that are getting married because you're the one that looks out of place. And if that's your style, that's your style, that's fine. Because you, know, you got the freedom of choice to wear what you want to wear. But I've always been under the impression, dress appropriately, whether it's age appropriate or, or occasion appropriate. Because there's a time and place to be out of place. Weddings, funerals, graduations, probably not the place to do it. But that's just me, and I'm going off on a tangent here. So, but I've always loved the way the, the clothing makes me feel. So, so that's it's just part of me. And in the last oh, a year and a half, two years, creeping up on three years now, uh, in, in that I've you know been bringing in more feminine clothing to my uh, daily routine, you might say. It's just felt so freeing and so comforting, uh, the, whatever they may be, whether it's the sleep shirt uh, that I wear, the oversized, you know, T-shirt, or the, you know, properly fitting T-shirt that I wear when I, you know, when I'm out and about, or the, you know, the, the shorts or the jeans that I wear, or when I do go, do put on a dress and go out, it's just so comfortable. I mean, I've never, ever have liked wearing suits. I mean, I'll wear them if I have to, but I've never cared for coats and, and ties and, and suit coats and, you know, button-up shirts and things like that. I mean, yeah, they make you look good. I get it. That's fine. I just never felt comfortable in that. And it's, it's, a, it's really hard to put specifically into words, but I've never felt comfortable. 
And lastly, makeup. Oh, makeup, makeup, makeup. Um, <laughs> my first experience with makeup was, well, my very, very first experience with makeup. I was, I don't know, five or six, and I remember watching my mother put on makeup in the bathroom. And, I don't know, she probably put something simple on me, like lipstick or, or I don't know, um, blush or something simple like that. You know, they, that's something typical. It, I mean... It happens. You, you know, the little boy is curious about what mommy's doing, and so mommy indulges. And it's not, like, painted up. It's just a little dab here, dab there, whatever. That was my very first experience. Didn't really think much about it at the time. Uh, my next experience, actually, I was in uh, uh, grade school, and I can't remember the details, but it was a reverse uh, 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 football game where the girls played football and the guys were the cheerleaders. And I remember one of the girls did myself and two other guys makeup. And it was just, you know, simple, I don't know, mascara and some blush and some eyeshadow or something and some lipstick. And the thing about that particular afternoon that I remember is remembering not to lick my lips so, so the lipstick wouldn't rub off not not to you know rub my lips with my hand uh, as you know as a typical guy would and um uh eating without letting the food rub my lips i mean that was part of it i mean there was like cookies or whatever was there that you know little snack things that were there popcorn or something i can't remember it so many years ago uh, so that was my next experience. Now, my real, real first experience with makeup was uh, in high school when uh, uh, one of the, it was freshman year or sophomore year, somewhere in there, and one of, the, one of the girls, one of the seniors, I think, maybe a junior, was doing the makeup for all the guys in whatever show we were doing. I can't remember it right now. I think it was either uh, uh, Dark of the Moon yeah, I think that was the first show, first show. And uh, we had to look a little older than our high school, so we had, you know, considered age makeup. They darkened the lines on our face and make, made us look a little older. <laughs> and we're, we're all, what, 14, 15 years old, so we're trying to look like, you know, 30-year-olds. And we all probably looked like mid-20s. <laughs> so it made us look older, but not old enough. Anyway, that was my first real experience with makeup that made me look different and it was just simple makeup stage makeup and uh the girl i can't think of her name right now erin is the name that comes to my mind but i don't know for a fact uh she was just a sweetheart and she did i don't know half a dozen of the guys for this particular show and we had you know foundation i mean we did our own foundation because that's that's the easiest thing to do uh, she did whatever eyeshadow we needed, which was natural looking, natural looking eyeshadows, no, you know, big colors or anything like that. She uh, helped us learn to darken our lines. And by the end of the run, the two or three week run, we, we were doing our, our uh, age lines ourselves. Uh, but she would make sure that the blush was on correctly. She would make sure that the lips were on correctly and all that stuff. And I remember her saying, now mascara. And I thought, why mascara? Mascara is for girls. Well, on stage, it actually helps pop the eyes. And so people can see your eyes from a distance. And it makes perfect sense once it's explained. But that was my first experience with that, really. And so it was that moment in time that I went, I want to learn how to do this. But how do I ask a girl to teach me how to put on makeup as a girl? You know, well, this is shit, the mid late 80s. So, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, to approach without somebody thinking whatever they're going to think about yourself and then just coming to terms with it yourself as well. So that was high school. And there was a few more productions in high school where the girls did the guys makeup or, you know, by the end of by the end of my uh, time in high school, I was able to do my own makeup. And in the first, you know, going into college before makeup class, I was able to do mine as well. Then makeup class happened. And makeup class was awesome because we had to learn the nitty gritty all around aspects of makeup. And there was one exercise where we had to use, where the girls had to make themselves look like a guy and the guys had to make themselves look like a girl. And it was just an exercise. And that was so helpful. That was very, very, very helpful. And it wasn't, I mean, I did an okay job because I followed whatever, you know, the, 
the the handouts were or the textbook uh, pages were about bone structure and where to put things. And the teacher was there so you could ask questions. Okay, now how about this here? Da, 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 da. And it was, it was great. It was a wonderful exercise. But the real big uh, wow moment for me was with an ex who first did my makeup and uh, the, the very first time I cross-dressed, uh, fully cross-dressed, and she brought over the wig and the makeup and the clothing and everything, and it was just awesome. And I've spoken about that in previous episodes. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and just being totally amazed. And that's because she used highlight and shadow to change the structure, the, the look of my face. And that was the biggest learning process. And I asked her, and you know, I learned from her briefly, uh, and, and this was actually before the makeup class I just mentioned, so I'm kind of talking out of sequence here. So I had that little bit of foundation going into the makeup class, but the makeup class made it for me because you had to take, take apart the bone structure of your face to know where your cheekbone is, where your brow bone is, where your forehead, you know, how your forehead is shaped, where your ch- how your chin is shaped and, and jawline and all that stuff. And uh, if you're interested in, in makeup, specifically stage makeup, Richard Corson's book, he's had so many versions of it out there. I don't even know what the newest version is, but I'm sure if you go hunting out there on Amazon or something, you'll find Richard Corson's stage makeup book. And that, that'll give you more than you'll ever need. Uh, in fact, I'm sure you could probably Google that. So there's one way to understand how makeup can help your look. And yes, there's YouTube videos. Yes, there's other makeup books out there. You can go, you can go, you as a guy can go into the makeup counter at Macy's or JCPenney or something like that and say whatever the hell you want to say, whatever your, we'll just say excuse or reason is, and they'll help you no matter what. Why? Because it's their job. They're getting paid for that. And they know that you're going to walk out with purchasing makeup they're gonna make a sale it's a job it's a sales job so if you go in with the intention of making some purchases of makeup they're going to do it for you now there is the slight chance that you might go into one of those places where they are going to shun you and just say no we don't do that well fuck them and find another place Uh, Most people that I've heard have done that and have spoken to that have done that have never had any problems and have always walked away having a very positive experience. And you can go in looking like a guy or you can go in with, you know, no makeup looking like a woman. It doesn't matter. And they'll help you again because it's a sales job. So there's all those opportunities to learn how to do makeup. I, I suggest stage makeup because it helps you understand the bone structure of your individual face. Most of the girls that I've ever known, or, you know, most of the girls that people know, the, you know, the, the, we'll just call, you know, the trans women out there that are looking for makeup help, when they ask their female friends, those female friends only know their own face. So when they try to do makeup on that guy or that trans woman, the first time, second time, whatever it is, they're not as familiar with the bone structure of the trans woman because they're only used to their own, unless they themselves have studied makeup and understand how different faces are different. So their take on doing your makeup may not be the best take on it. Now, makeup counters, like I just mentioned, they're going to know. They're going to know because that's their job. So... So many resources out there. Uh, some of the YouTube videos I've watched, I can't give any specifics, again, because I haven't needed those things. When I've looked for specific YouTube videos, it's been for a specific style of, of eyeliner or eyeshadow or what have you. Knowing my structure already, and I'm looking for something to add on top of it. So that's why I can't say any specific uh, uh, channels out there. But the key is knowing your bone structure. Because by knowing your bone structure, you'll be able to downplay anything that you want to downplay, such as a pointy chin or a wide nose, and you know, uh, bring out things like cheekbones. And this is simple highlight and shadow. Simple, basic stage makeup concepts that are used every day by women 
that want to downplay their noses, downplay their chins, upplay their cheekbones, downplay their brow bones, whatever it may be, whether they're trans women or cis women or anything in between. So the resources are there. The key is practice. The key is absolute practice. You've got to practice because it's a skill. It, it's, a, it's a skill. If you've, if you've ever done any sort, well, everybody's you know, colored in a coloring book, right? <laughs> the first few times, you may not color something pretty good. Well, if you continue doing it, you're going to get better. And your coloring in the coloring book is going to start to look better. Same thing with makeup. Practice, 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 practice. And so that's the best thing is practicing in front of a mirror and changing it, uh, cleaning it off and starting all over again. The downside of makeup, it can be pricey. Also, your skin is going to react differently to different makeup. Uh, And and you've got to know your skin tone and skin style and and you've got to do proper skin care. You've got to clean it properly. You've got to moisturize it properly. There's a lot more to it than just slapping on makeup and taking makeup off. So for me... Adding that last layer of makeup was the key to it, was what made it complete for me. Well, that and hair, that and a, a wig, which is, I mean, and I love wigs. Wigs are great. They're just a pain. They, they, you got to take care of the wig. You've got to make sure that the wig has, you know, maintained itself, that it, you know, you can't just pull it out of the box or pull it out of the bag and put it on. You got to brush it. You got to condition it with wig conditioner and things like that. So it, it, that itself is also something to take care of. So there's a lot of work to it, and it just takes practice. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Tom Slayton, TomSlayton.com. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Folks, check out TomSlayton.com. I've said this before. It's like a rest stop on the internet when you're just you're cruising along doing your stuff. Now, many of my friends that I know work in offices, sitting at desks on the computer, and they're working whatever their job is on the, the programs for their job. And, you know, you need a break or you need a little brain fart or you need a rest stop for a moment. Check out TomSlayton.com. He's got tons of great photos, tons of so many different things, quotes, inspirational thoughts, just so many different things. Spend 30 seconds to two minutes, recharge your brain, give your brain something else to think about, and move back on to whatever the hell you're doing, whatever the hell it is. This week, I pulled up the site like I always do, cruise around for just a moment, find something that catches my eye, and I go for it. This week, it's another picture, because there's tons of pictures out there. It's called The Lounge Clown. And uh, I'll admit, I pulled it up because of what the title was. I went, huh, what the hell is this? And then I saw the photo, and it's a a smaller version of the full-size photo, so click on the photo. And it's it's a run-down, beaten-up, it looks like a bar, you know, a lounge. I mean, it could have been... Could have been a diner, could have been anything, but it looked like some sort of bar. And on the back wall, there was this face, and I went, what the hell is this? And I pulled it up, and it, it's, it's not a typical clown face. It's not like clowns in the circus, you know, that some people have, you know, aversions to. <laughs> it's not one of those. It's just a clown-like face. And the look on this expression, now it's a, it's a form of graffiti, but the expression on this face looks so disgusted, so let down by what this location has become from what it once was, as if, as if it had been there the entire time. And because this place has been neglected, the face has just shown what this moment is now, as if, as if it was a living, breathing thing. So take a moment Go to TomSlayton.com. Specifically where I'm looking is TomSlayton.com forward slash The Lounge Clown. Check it out. You'll see it there. Well, exactly what I'm talking about. And as a bonus little thing, there's another face on the right-hand side. The clown face is on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, there's another graffiti face, but it doesn't have as much detail. 
and it too just has this look of of not sadness but just let down as if it was let down by what this place has become so check it out you'll thank me for it later tomslayton.com tom as always thank you so much for what you do for the show Five famous women share their best advice that they've either given or received. This week we're on number 15. We've got 10 left after, well, nine, if you know, technically, but you know, who's counting? <laughs> who's doing math? I'm certainly not. Maybe you are, but I'm not. This week is done by Robin Roberts, who's a newscaster on ABC's Good Morning America. And since I don't watch Good Morning America, yes, I had to look this up. It's right there on the internet, no big thing. But it's a newscaster who said this quote. Robin's quote is don't play a supporting role in your own life. Now, this is this type of advice has actually been given in many different forms. I mean, basically it's take the lead. Be a leader, not a follower. Speak up for yourself. You know, take the lead in your own life. Don't sit by the sidelines. Don't let life pass you by. It's, it's one of those sorts of things. So it's not necessarily an original quote. I've heard this sort of thing before. I just can't place where I've heard it. If you know, send me an email. Let me know, and I'll, and I'll make an announcement here on the show. But that's basically what this is. It's right up front in your face when, when it's said, you know, don't play a supporting role in your own life. Take the lead. Take the bull by the horns and write it. Go for it. I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Send them my way, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. I'm also looking for another list or something to take the place of this when we're done with this. So send it my way, and I'll put it in the show. secondary topic we're here this is the part of the show where it's a little different than the first now i am looking for something else to call this section on the show i'm calling it and i have been calling it secondary topic because that's what it is it's my secondary topic for the show and usually secondary topic is something you know upbeat and light compared to whatever the first topic is and this week i'm going to share some songs uh specifically some songs that were sent in by some listeners uh, this first one was sent in by Jared W., who's a longtime friend and listener. And this is Frank Turner's Balthazar. And I had never heard of it. I would never knew. I'm, I'm horrible with music. If you're longtime listeners, I'll know that. <laughs> it's just the way I am. And it's from the album England Keeps My Bones. And I didn't look too deep into it because I didn't have a lot of time before the show. But it's bookmarked on my uh, browser here. And I plan on going back to look at it more. And the first time I heard this, I was so moved because it really sums up what being a performer can be or what it can feel like. So here we have Frank Turner's Balthazar from the 2011 album, England Keeps My Bones. My name is Balthazar, impresario. And you'll find me at the bottom of the page I have artist hands, though I'm a working man But my craft has been forgotten by the age So tonight will be my last night on the stage This is my family's trade My father built this place At the turning of the 20th century I have been working here for some 50 years But the young these days are glued to TV screens And the old girl is dying on her feet Once more to the boards, one more I don't know. 
My friends from theatre school all thought I was a fool for leaving Shakespeare for the music hall. And now my son's left home and set out on his own. And the critics think we're quite the set to fall, but they've only seen the show from the stalls. I smoothed my thinning hair and I killed it mirror to try to hide the tell signs of my age. My name is Balthazar Impresario, and tonight will be my last night on the stage. So that was Balthazar. By Frank Turner. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you, Jared, for sharing that with me. And when you shared it with me, it was right at a point when I needed to hear that song. So thank you so very much. And thanks for listening to the show, of course. Now, this next song was sent in by a longtime listener and previous guest, Addison, in episode 40 and 41, for those uh, listeners that may not know. Now, it's a classical piece that I do not know much about. Uh, just, I just don't. It's part of my lack of knowing of it. And it's by Camille St. Sainz. I hope I pronounced that right. If not, I butchered it like most things. Carnival of Animals, uh, The Dying Swan. So thank you, Addison, for sending this my way. And yes, it is just a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. If you go to YouTube, there is a clip there with a just fantastic dancer and I cannot think of her name right now. Svetana is uh, what I have here in my notes, but I don't have her last name. It's, it was so moving, so wonderful. So enjoy.
are listener feedback listener feedback the section of the show that starts with music that could have been from a porn <laughs> uh, so this first listener feedback goes to new listener allison rose who gave permission to use her full name thank you allison so very much uh, she wrote me in mid-january and i did write her back uh, a similar journey as mine in that she's uh, similar in you know age as myself close to my age and has newly started her transition so allison number one thank you so much for listening to the show i do really appreciate it and thanks so much for writing in uh it's so wonderful when i get that feedback it's part of that synergistic thing that i've mentioned so many times about doing a podcast and since we've had such a similar journey it it was so wonderful to hear your your story at least what you've shared so far and it really made my day when i read your email knowing that my podcast is there for you and i truly hope because you're a new listener you're starting at the beginning and so when you finally get to episode 70 and you hear this <laughs> i hope you don't have another 70 episodes to catch up on uh but you know you're here now listening and you're longtime listener especially by now when you listen to this episode and i just want to say thank you so very much and i'm so glad that i could be there for you it was so nice to hear that and I know deep down in my heart that if there's somebody like yourself that writes me, there's got to be at least another five or maybe even 10 other listeners out there that haven't had a chance to write or maybe not are able to write to the show that are in the exact same boat as us, exact same boat as yourself in that you've, you're older in life, you're newly starting your transition, and you need somebody that's a little closer in age to share your story with. And just as I'm sharing my story with, with the world, but specifically listeners like you. So again, thank you. Now this next listener feedback goes to a longtime listener, Paul B., who just recently wrote me. Uh, he wrote me saying that he started listening around episode 10 and has been an avid listener every weekend. So thank you so much, Paul, for, well, both writing in and listening and being a longtime listener. You truly embody the synergy I, I, I speak about constantly all the time. You have new, new listeners. When I, what I'm talking about is I, I sit down, I put together the show, whatever, however that means, putting an outline together, figuring out the title, figuring out the topics, all that stuff checking it out, putting it together, then scheduling the time to sit down and record, and then editing it all together, you know, tweaking things, adding in some sound effects now and again, however I do it, each show is a little different, and putting it out there. And then you listening, uh, in your case, faithfully every week, and that means the world to me. Thank you so much for doing that, because I faithfully try to get this out as timely as possible. And I, and sometimes I'm a little late, but they've all been on Fridays. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite thing is that I have gotten them out on time for Fridays and that you've been there in, in the distance, listening to me faithfully every week. That's, that's the synergy. That's, that's the wonderfulness of podcasts. And so receiving your email, your lovely, wonderful email made my day and i i wrote to you of course i i do when i get to see before i put it put it in the show i i respond to the listeners so this isn't the first time they're hearing this and it just it was so wonderful to 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 have your email there waiting for me when i finally got to it a couple days later than when you sent it and it it was so touching so moving that i thank you so much so very, very much for speaking up and sharing what you shared. It was wonderful. And and this goes for anybody that's written in. Feel free to write in at any time. And, and listeners that haven't written in, write in at any time. Even if you're listening a year from now, you know, in January 2017, because that's when you've discovered this episode or you finally got around to listening to episode 70 or whatever the hell it is, feel free to write in at any time, any, any time. 
let me know if you don't want me to share it on the show. I mean, I won't share it on the show, of course. But if you don't want to be mentioned at all, not even in listener feedback, let me know. And I won't. I won't. Not at all. If not, I'm going to share just like I did right now with Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. The email address is changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. There it is. There's the closing music. We made it. We made it. We're here. The closing music of the show. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. I really do appreciate it. As always, I, I appreciate it. And, and now that we're here at the end, let me just say, and there's a little reminder, please listen all the way through to the end. Don't just, you know, turn off the episode when you hear the disclaimer start to roll. Because sometimes I add in a little bonus stuff at the end. Not always. But sometimes I do. For example, last episode, there was a little bonus at the end, so you might want to go back and check that out if you don't know. And then uh, I always end it with a little button, a little button that's slightly different every episode. So just listen all the way through. What's it going to do? Take an extra couple minutes? Whatever. Just do it. Just do it. All right, next episode. Coming up next episode, I'm going to call it Genitals Don't Make Gender. Mm, Find out what that's going to be about next week. As always, I'm always looking for topics. I'm always looking for guests. Get in touch with me, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com, and let me know. Let's figure this out. Send me whatever you'd like to hear about, comments about the show. Let me know if you want to be on the show. We'll do it. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy... We would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Take care of somebody else. And I'll see you next week. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, First, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Thank you, good night, and remember...